The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers. Gratitude goes out to you today for listening to Eco Radio KC on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is a locally made exploration into positive solutions to some of today's ecological challenges for all of us working to create a healthier future for our communities and for the world you live in. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. My name is Darnell. Today on Eco Radio KC, this is the KKFI Pledge Drive. Let's come together to support the beauty of community radio. Eco Radio KC is a weekly, locally created hour intended to inspire action toward protecting our planet. There is a need to raise awareness and foster sustainable choices that assure environmental environmental justice. What you can do, please, is call us now at 888-931-0901 and make a pledge of your support. There are options. You can call and provide a credit card number. You can call and offer to mail a check. You can pay one time or you can set up a monthly pay promise. We call that sustained giving for as little as a dollar a day and a day or a month, your donation will grow. Think of the ways you spend a dollar a day and call us now, 888-931-0901 to pledge that dollar in support of the benefits of the KKFI 24 hours a day, seven days a week programming or information, entertainment, and enlightenment. We will exist because of you, so call 888-931-0901 to make a pledge or go online securely to kkfi.org and click the donate button. If you prefer, we have a Facebook fundraiser option on the KKFI Facebook page. For the pledge drive, we are bringing a special show. Host Terry Wilkie speaks with her guest, Dave Mitchell. Dave is a native of Columbia, Missouri, and he has resided in Kansas City, Missouri since 1988. A great deal has been done to move humanity toward a truly sustainable path, but many more mountains must be moved. Dave Mitchell has been involved in environmental activism here in Kansas City for more than 20 years, and many listeners will recognize that he has been a regular contributor to KKFI and hopes for ever-widening and growing environmental movement. Terry and Dave Mitchell will discuss the inflation Reduction Act, the most significant action Congress has taken on clean energy and climate change in the nation's history. We are all in this together, and it will take all of us to make the world safe for human habitation for millennia to come. We at Equal Radio KC are glad to encourage awareness and protection of our world. Our goal is to ensure our listeners are aware of how we can create a sustainable present for a sustainable future. Now, our show. 
All right. Before we start, I want to tell all the listeners that Mark Andrus is our champion for the hour. So he promises he will match the first $100 we receive between 6 and 7. And that's like doubling your money. That, Thank you, Mark. And now I want to turn to thank you, listeners, for promising to, to give to Eco Radio. But now I apologize, listeners, because my topic is the Inflation Reduction Act. And when I said I was going to do this, what I have learned is that the Inflation Reduction Act is a very deep, large swamp that many good people have gone into, and they have not been seen in a year just wandering around out there. I took this from a presentation that the staff attorney for the Sierra Club gave in the Kansas City area. I want to say hello to my guest, Dave. Okay, Dave, I should be able to hear you on the air. And so now then, you were at Tony Mendota's presentation with the Sierra Club. And I went through it and tried to see what it was about. If you would just recall, I'm sh- I'm sure it was over an hour. What was the talk about? I'm not recalling. Are you referring to the uh, Environmental Management Commission meeting Cor- a couple of months correct. ago? Correct. Uh-huh. In July. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have a great deal of memory about that. Well, I just read it, and I can uh-huh. see why you don't have a great deal of memory, but. What, so then, what is your understanding of the Inflation Reduction Act? Well, it's it's a huge bill. It's it's uh, it's a uh, it has uh, it, there's 370 billion dollars. Uh, it, it's a historic and meaningful piece of legislation to develop uh, clean energy, and uh, you know there's some very clearly defined goals in it. It's extremely comprehensive and it's highly flexible. The uh, it has a lot of tools in its toolbox. Uh, there are grants, loans, uh, rebates, tax incentives, and other investments, uh, all towards uh, reducing our carbon footprint. And the uh, one of the things that there there's a number of things that, that I think uh, should be highlighted. One is that the um, there is a focus on developing 100% carbon-free electricity by 2035 in the electricity sector. There are, uh, for projects by local, state, and tribal, gov- tribal governments, though they can receive cash payments from the IRA as, uh, as opposed to those, those are the kind of entities that cannot qualify for tax credits, so they can apply for a project and receive cash payments for that renewable energy project. And so there's a, a lot of flexibility. The, uh, the, the White House put out a, uh, they put out a uh, guidebook on, on the Inflation Reduction Act, and it's, it's 182 pages long. And there's just a, a listing of uh, a wide variety of programs uh, indicating uh, how much they cost, who can apply, uh, all that good stuff, and uh, just billions and billions of dollars to uh, a, a wide variety of programs. Well, that's right, and we report the news on this every day, and it seems to be that the programs are 
energy related. <clears throat> I reported recently there's big millions going to hydrogen plants. They have stepped right up to take it, although I never saw any kind of announcement in the greater Kansas City area, build yourself a hydrogen plant. Um, so I'm maybe not as optimistic about it as some people might be. Uh, I do know that we also report constantly that the talk is that this is going for home energy improvements. And we're going to take a short break now, Dave, and when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll pick up there on the home okay. energy improvements. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. All right. Support for KKFI brought to you by uh, the Center for Arts and Letters at Rockhurst University, presenting Artoberfest, arts and humanities programming in celebration of National Arts and Humanities Month. Learn more at rockhurst.edu forward slash center dash arts dash letters forward slash Artoberfest. KKFI's programming is more widely diverse than any other radio or television station within hundreds of miles. Our dedication to serving our collective communities is unparalleled. We have shows for the LGBTQIA community, native voices, women's issues, justice and prison population, environmental discussions, and so much more. It's all made possible by our incredible volunteers who work tirelessly to bring you this vital content. Show your appreciation for their hard work and support uh. KKFI by making a donation today at kkfi.org. Let's keep the diversity of our airwaves alive. Okay, so I'll just go ahead and keep Dave on the phone and then do this pitching um, by myself. So this is the pledge drive. We're asking people to call us now at 888-931-0901. And I'll tell you, that's not your only option. You can go online at kkfi.org, and you can also go to the KKFI Radio's Facebook page, and it's very easy to give. Now, for people interested in supporting community radio, their money, which we appreciate so much because that's what allows us to bring you programming, syndicated programming, locally created programming, such as what we're doing this hour, and gives us the equipment to do this and allows us to provide you entertainment and information. So if you would like to give $10 a month, you can wear a KKFI cap that clearly says KKFI, the logo on the front of the brim, and shows everybody that you support KKFI. It's a great way to start conversations as you go out and around. And for just under $17 a month, or $200 one time, you can give a KKFI guest DJ certificate. Now, I have bought more than one KKFI guest DJ certificate. They make great presents. So any kind of present, birthday, anniversary, anyone you know, we have to limit it to our music programs. But we have every kind of music program, reggae, rock, blues, country music, classical music. So any of your friend music aficionados, please call us now, 
931-0901. And someone at the KKFI studio will help you. They'll work the board, and uh, then you can come in and the entire listening public, which is a 100-mile radius of the tower near the Kansas City Baseball Stadium, and we live stream around the world, they will be able to hear you on the radio telling the listeners about your music. And, and that's fun. That's fun to do yourself, and it's fun to do if you would like to uh, give it as a gift. We're going to go back to my interview with Dave Mitchell now. I've, Dave, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, do you want to tell the listeners about the home improvement aspects of the Inflation Reduction Act? Well, I, I think you're referring to the uh, the, the rebates. That there's, uh, you know, there's significant uh, number of uh, rebates. Okay, anyway, there's uh, the rebate program is what we're talking about. The Inflation Reduction Act. It has an aspect that provides home energy rebates and these include for electric cars okay so what he's talking about the rebates are for if so if a person would like to um, buy a heat pump that's the way of the future and uh, if they would like if you would like to have solar installed in your house that's the wave of the future and there's a hundred other ways that you can get credits. When Dave says credits, these are tax credits. Now then, Dave, don't you find that people have to have money to benefit from a tax credit? Well, you have yes, to have a tax they, liability, correct? They, they do. They do. That that would apply to uh, like things like rebates for the uh, EVs. Say, for example, for uh, new new EVs, it would be a $7,500 tax credit, and for UCV, it would be 4000 for tax credit. But there's a, a, a number of rebates that are provided and billions of dollars to the states to administer uh, rebates and uh, energy efficiency uh, applications. And the, the thing about the thing about the states are that each state is allocated like a certain amount of money, and but it's not automatically sent. Each state has to has to apply for that money uh, with the Department of Energy. And Missouri's, I had contact with a staff person at the uh, uh, Missouri uh, Department of Natural Resources in their energy office, and he said that Missouri had been allocated 151 million for. Uh, which we could be divided up into 75 million for rebates and 75 million for energy efficiency. And so that was a doable thing. You could call the Missouri Department of Natural Resources. Well, it just uh, the step person I talked to was, I think, at that meeting that, that you and I attended in. Uh, in July of this last year, and I, I contacted him and had a conversation with him regarding uh, that part of it, and, and he did say that uh, he did say that uh, he, he that that the DNR will have to uh, hire a contractor to apply make that application, and 
but uh, so that will be coming, but there won't be anything. I, I don't think there's going to be anything concrete until sometime in, in 2024. Well, thank you. I'm glad to say from the outline of the presentation, which I was not able to attend, but it does give timelines. Some timelines have passed, but many timelines are still in the chute for people to develop businesses and for businesses to develop systems where they can obtain government money for reducing greenhouse gas emissions and reducing um, energy use. So that's renewable, solar and wind. And yes, certainly, I used to work for the federal government. It's kind of hard to call the federal government. It's okay if you have all day to hang on the line. But a person might do better calling the state. And I, I think a person would do well to start at the smallest level of government, and that is the city. Because the city does have staff who are aware of where these IRA dollars are. So <clears throat> it's particular about schools, building green schools. And we hear in the um, news that there is a bill in Congress now where two Congress people want to develop green schools. And I see that's because the IRA specifies giving money to schools to lower their energy emissions and to make a healthier learning environment on the off chance that it's too cold or too hot at the school and that impairs students' abilities to learn. There is money from the federal government to retrofit those school buildings so that it works better for children. So a person could call the U.S. Uh, Department of Education or they could start with the State Department of Education and make it clear that you want to know how they are intending to spend any money that might come to them through the IRA. Don't you think that would be a great idea, Dave? Well, I, uh, the, the only way I can really respond to that is to, uh, the only thing I, I can relate that to is the uh, development of uh, these technical assistance centers that are, by, that are uh, being sponsored by the EPA. And there are 16 centers around the country that, uh, the, 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 the exact title of these centers is, uh, if I kind of find my notes here, but um, they're technical assistance centers to help uh, uh, entities apply for grants and loans to do a particular kind of project. And in our region, Region 7, which is uh, Iowa, uh, Nebraska, Kansas, and Missouri, there is uh, Region 7 is administered by, uh, let me find my notes here. Uh, here it is. It's administered by the environment, 
the Environmental Finance Center at Wichita State University, and you would just have to uh, you would have to Google Wichita State University and Environmental Finance Center to to get a hold of them. And basically, they've been uh, they've been given or 10 listen million. to Eco Radio KC okay. because we just had that gentleman on. Uh, Richard had him on two weeks ago. Oh, you Jeff did. Sev- oh, okay. Severin. Yes. Uh huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Uh, so basically, for uh, any any organization or entity that wants to apply for a grant or a loan, they they would go through them to uh, access funds through the IRA. Well, thank you for that. And then uh, I see that HUD got money for these home improvements. So a person could go to HUD's website or go to your local housing authority or housing department and ask if there is money that's been received from the IRA or if anyone has any idea on what kind of funds might be available. My my interest, my particular interest is <clears throat> the IRA says clearly specific uses for expanding and creating community solar programs for low-income and disadvantaged communities includes rooftop solar, community solar, associated storage, enabling upgrades, and here's the marker, solar workforce development in low-income and disadvantaged communities. So that includes program administration. So that tells me cities and counties are busy trying to get some of this seven billion dollars and that's a tremendous amount of money uh, to put solar and trained solar jobs it creates jobs in these communities we've been talking about that quite a little bit on eco radio Uh, richard mabian is good and he's uh, trying to enlist job service and just everyone, the Economic Development Corporation, uh, to see how we can be clear to get our part of this money. You're right about the lead agency in Missouri is the Missouri Department of Natural Resources. There's one in St. Louis. there's the Mid-America Regional Council in the Kansas City Metro office. So I encourage people to contact the Mid-America Regional Council and ask what they know about what kind of monies are available and how one begins to have access. And don't fail to ask what's the deadline because this isn't going to go on forever. It's, it's going to have, there's going to be a deadline. And so uh, it's useful to have your ducks in a row, I would say. Uh, don't anticipate that the federal government is gonna come out of the dollar bill and ask you what you want. You need to tell the federal government what you want and need and this is to help reduce greenhouse gas. If you're having to run your air conditioner 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because you have leaking broken windows in your house, 
I do believe there is money for windows or certainly window repair and uh, coverings for windows. And so the time is now, though. It's, it's time to, uh, to get on this. Uh, Dave, we're going to have to take our second break. Okay. And let me stop here and tell everyone that my name's Terry Wilkie. You're listening to Eco Radio KC. And we have been talking with Dave Mitchell. We're talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. We will be right back. Support for KKFI provided by Circadian Intimates, bra-fitting experts in Prairie Village, carrying sizes 26 through 52 bands in AA through K cups, locally owned and LGBTQ friendly. Learn more at circadianintimates.com. Here's a calendar for the week of 10-9. In Platte County, Missouri, Eastern Jackson County, Wyandotte County, and KCMO, the Kansas City Plogtober cleanup is a great way to get outdoors and exercise. The event will take place throughout October across dozens of parks around the Kansas City region. Sign up now at Clean Water KC Metro. Org. On Tuesday, October 10th, 6 p.m. is a webinar, Wild Research, Tall Grass Prairie Bumblebees, hosted by the K-State Research and Extension. Hear from graduate student Caroline Skidmore as she explores the effects of time, space, and floral diversity on the bumblebees. To register, contact the JOCO Research Extension Office. Friday, October 13th, 5.30 to 7.30, Gathering for the Greener Good is an event hosted by Casey Can Compost at the Saul Grave Regency, 200 West 49th Street, Kansas City, Missouri. An evening of live music, cocktails, delicious nibbles, and numerous raffle items. Your presence will support the timely and innovative work of Casey Can Compost. Inaugural Environmental Impact Awards will be presented to Kristen Riot, Executive Director of Bridging the Gap, and Chris Shalar, Diversion Manager of KC Can Compost. Tickets are required. For more information, climategkc.org. Saturday, October 14th, 2 to 6, Boone Fest, an outdoor potluck at Boone Area 1, hosted by My Region Winds at 3400 East 72nd Street, KCMO. You can bring what you like to share with others when you join at Boone Area One, an environmental, nature-based, interactive, functional art installation. More information at myregionwinds.org. Also on Saturday, October 14th, 6 to 9, Botanical Brewfest is an event at the Overland Park Arboretum, 8909 West 179th Street. Overland Park, Kansas. Enjoy samplings from dozens of local and regional breweries and restaurants at Botanical Brewfest. Tickets are required. To learn more, visit artsandrec-op.org. Sunday, October 15th, 8 to 3, Bicycle Swap KC is at 1400 Hickory Street, Kansas City, Missouri. If you like bicycles, you belong at Bicycle Swap KC. It's a fun and great way to sell or buy new and used cycling equipment at a great price. To learn more, see Bicycle Swap KC on Facebook. Sunday, October 15th, 10 to noon, Walktober is at Lake Vista Trail at Lake Giacomo. There are multiple trailheads making it easy to plan the distance you desire. To learn more about this event, visit kcparks.org. Stay involved 
Enjoy the end of summer. You can watch your local politics for environmental issues. My name is Liz. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. Instead of exporting American jobs, we're creating American jobs and exporting American products. One year later, the Inflation Reduction Act is turbocharging a U.S. clean energy boom. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. This legislation they oppose or attack is now the greatest thing to come to their states. You have Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, the very quiet lady from Georgia. Well, she talked about what Biden's doing is what Roosevelt did, what Kennedy did. I thought, well, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. This is your Green News Report. One year ago, President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act, the largest single climate investment in U.S. history after a long and very difficult struggle. Experts say the Inflation Reduction Act has already been a game changer for the clean energy sector in America. But experts say it has also spurred other countries to boost their climate investments to compete. So not only a game changer here in the U.S., but a game changer around the world. Yes. However, a recent poll found most Americans are unaware of the law's profound impact, 70% say that they've heard little or nothing at all about the Inflation Reduction Act since it was signed into law. The IRA invests $370 billion over 10 years to accelerate renewable energy projects, increase domestic clean energy manufacturing and electric vehicle manufacturing, and boost electrification, including the first major incentives for homeowners to transition away from polluting fossil fuels. According to new analyses, the climate law has spurred a factory-building frenzy in the U.S. More than $110 billion in new private sector clean energy manufacturing plants, including the nation's first solar panel recycling plant. Nearly 200,000 new jobs in the clean energy sector alone. That has spurred others like the European Union and India to boost investment in their own domestic clean tech industries. President Biden, in a tour of a wind energy plant in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this week, noted that all congressional Republicans voted against the Inflation Reduction Act as he highlighted the surge in clean energy jobs and U.S. manufacturing. We're investing in America. According to Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, my plan is leading to a boom, they call a boom in manufacturing and manufacturing investment, as you're seeing right here in this factory. A building boom, a manufacturing boom, a jobs boom, a clean energy boom. Sounds like a good idea to me. For much more on all of these booms and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks, Mastodons, and site formerly known as Twitter at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. My name is Terry Wilkie. I'm talking to Dave Mitchell. We're talking about the IRA this evening. And as I have discussed, it's difficult to understand what all is covered by the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. But it is over $30 billion in federal monies that are coming to 
communities, cities, states, counties, to help reduce greenhouse gases and to make energy efficiency, including low and zero emission projects. And then there's also a component on local green banks. So Dave, do you have any idea what, are there any qualified green banks in Missouri? I have no idea. I really don't know. You know, the uh, the Missouri DNR might be a good resource for for, for that. You know, the... Um, DNR, natural... Uh, uh, the Department of Natural Resources there. Uh, right. I would call the bank. I would call the banking uh, commission. I, I yeah. would simply Google what is a qualified green bank. Yeah, yeah that's just a curious... Uh, green banks... We have another question. Do cities in Missouri have authority to create green banks? And so um, there are... I really are, don't know about that. Right. So, uh, so those are the questions of that aspect of the IRA. Uh, and then money that you can borrow from these green banks would be used for solar and uh, enabling upgrades not retrofitting appliances in the home, but uh -huh. really larger, like for apartment complexes, making them uh, right. zero emission. Um, right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the, 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 to me, the beauty of the, uh, the, the IRA is that, that it combines tax credits, you know, for developers uh, for and the tax credits for developers are, are linked with uh, providing a fair wage, you know, a fair wage, uh, a competitive wage, as well as uh, providing apprenticeships. And so there's there's a lot of, uh, they get a, a significant, significant increase in, in their, their ability to write off a, a number of their development costs uh, when they do that. And then the other thing that, that, that really is... Uh, to me, is the beauty of it is that that you know cities, uh, cities and states uh, and tribal governments can uh, make application for they can they can develop a project and uh, submit a grant for it, and the IRA will provide a cash payment up front uh, for that project. Right. Thank you for that. So, That's the greenhouse gas reduction implementation grants. And so it's got a, a deadline on the grant request, uh, and that's first quarter 2024, which we're not there yet. Uh, There's still yeah, time. Right. Next year in the first uh, quarter, you've got to get that grant in. And the grant goes to community-based nonprofits or a partnership between a community-based nonprofit and an Indian tribe or... Uh, simply a community-based nonprofit. So again, that mm -hmm. is going toward low-income um, nonprofits, and that money apparently can be used to possibly help install greenhouse gas reduction measures in the people that they serve. And so that that's beautiful, and that deadline has not gone by yet. So there's environmental justice block grants, and the list of eligible projects is very, very broad. Reducing indoor toxics and indoor air pollution, 
investments in low and zero emission and resilient technologies, mitigating climate and health risks from urban heat islands, extreme heat, wood heater emissions. We just did report something on the news there. Low income neighborhoods in cities all across the US have qualified for trees. And our news story, this was a couple of weeks ago, explained how low-income people have been put into neighborhoods where there are no trees. They were formerly industrial or business-type neighborhoods. And so everyone knows with no shade, it's hotter. And so the idea is to plant shade. Of course, that'll take a long time, but this all takes a long time. Isn't that true, Dave? Well, yes, it, it does. And, and and I think that does... Uh, it. it, it it ties in uh, somewhat indirectly with the fact that that uh, Al Gore and, and the training that I took in April, uh, the uh, the training that I did on uh, that he, that the Climate Reality Project provided on the global warming and the IRA that that even if the IRA the, the all of the benefits of the IRA are not enough to uh, satisfy America's uh, nationally determined nationally determined contribution for the. Uh, Paris Agreement, so it's it's a profoundly significant bill, and it has the potential to do a tremendous amount. But um, but there will there will have to be uh, a great there will have to be a much much more work uh, to be done uh, in that regard. Um, I would like to refer the uh, the listeners to uh, the White House uh, guideline uh, guidebook uh, for the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, you would just go to cleanenergy.gov and uh, and you get right there and it has uh, it has different sections and if you want to go through all 182 pages you know it, it lines out every program and how much is allocated for it and who's eligible to apply and uh, just uh, more information than you really want to know, actually. Well, I, I don't uh, think there's uh, any shortage of information people yeah. want. I see, I'm reading the synopsis, brownfields qualify for a 10% increase to clean energy tax credits. So I get, I don't happen to live in a brownfield, and so I get a, I'm eligible for a clean energy tax credit, but if I lived in a brownfield, I could get an, an additional 10% increase to that. And so that's another question. Is there an authoritative mapping tool or even a list of brownfields in Missouri? I have no idea. You know who knows really about know. brownfields is the EPA. And so that's a question for the EPA. And in future shows on Eco Radio, I intend to have all these agencies and and various people come on and explain eligibility for programs and help people understand how they can not only access parts of the money but how they can improve their living conditions and possibly how they can find employment and qualify for skills training and very good jobs because this is going to involve carpenters and electricians and glaziers, glass installers, and those are all very good skilled trades. I, I'm optimistic this is going to work out well for us. I, really, it's, 
it reminds me of the New Deal, uh, Roosevelt's bill that was addressing the despair of the people following the Depression. And it says, okay, well, we'll have jobs. There are jobs that you can do. And so this is talking about how hot it is in the summer and it's always cold in the winter, but we have had some remarkable cold spikes that arguably are caused by climate disruption. And so this is a chance for everybody to survive and, and do the best that we can with the situation and, and not create a worse environment by having renewable energies and energy efficiency so that you don't have to run your power sources as much. Do you agree with that, Dave? Oh yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. You know, one thing, the, the one thing, one aspect of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act that, that really uh, caught my attention was uh, that uh, they do pay, they do put forth uh, some billions of dollars to uh, a category uh, harnessing nature-based solutions and climate-smart agriculture. And I just really, really deeply appreciated uh, that uh, that that part of it, just. Uh, because uh, preservation of nature is is uh, fundamental to to uh, preservation of our world, uh, generally speaking, getting to net zero and, and preserving nature. And we have to preserve, according to E.O. Wilson, we need to preserve uh, 50% of our land and oceans to uh, slow down and stop the six mass extinction species. So it just is highly important to do that, and it's good to see the IRA is... Uh, taking some steps in in that direction so well thank you dave thank you for being my guest this is my opening show on the inflation reduction act and we will have several more and you've just done a champion job i want to thank you dave for being on uh, okay with me. well thank you very much for having me on the show just one more thing the um rewiring america rewiring america.org um they have uh they have everything you need to know about the IRA and rebates, and uh, it's a very user-friendly uh, website, and uh, they're all about electrifying the economy, And uh, but they've got a lot of information on the IRA and and, uh, and what, what, uh, what the rebates are all about, what the amount of rebates that you can qualify for, just uh, a lot of good information uh, on that website. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Okay. okay. You're welcome. My name is Darnell. At the end of our hour, here is some environmental news for the week of October 9th, 2023. EcoWatch reports. Students at high schools across the United States are launching a Green New Deal for Schools campaign with the hopes of getting climate policies enacted that will require school districts to add climate education to their curriculum and plan for climate disasters. Microplastics are everywhere. They have been found inside fish, the bottom of the ocean, in the highest mountains, and on Arctic sea ice. But how they are transported remains largely a mystery. A new study by Japanese researchers have confirmed the presence of microplastics in clouds where they are likely to be having effects on climate that have yet to be fully realized. Inside Climate News reports. 
the EU has begun phase one of its carbon tariff. This could help reduce the climate warming emissions of industries that are notoriously hard to decarbonize, including cement and steel manufacturing. Under the EU's new policy, foreign companies must now report all greenhouse gas emissions associated with certain goods, cement, steel, iron, aluminum, fertilizers, hydrogen fuel, and electricity. They say it will incentivize industries to more quickly reduce their carbon emissions and encourage other countries to follow suit by adopting their own carbon tariffs. Climate activists have long called on nations to adopt carbon tariffs as a crucial tool in the fight to curb global warming. In the United States, the concept of carbon tariff has recently emerged as a rare opportunity for bipartisan support, with the two parties still fighting over budget issues, including efforts by GOP lawmakers to cut climate-related funding made available under the Inflation Reduction Act. It's unclear how carbon tariff proposals will shake out this year. Exposure to coal ash can lead to serious health concerns like cancer if the ash isn't managed appropriately. Communities are especially vulnerable to coal ash in waterways, groundwater, drinking water, and in the air. This is why EPA works closely with states to ensure coal ash is disposed of safely so that water sources remain free of this pollution and communities are protected from contamination. EPA announced an enforcement crackdown on coal ash pollution in January 2022. Federal law now requires that closures of coal combustion residual units either comply with federal regulation or with state-adopted regulations that are as protective of humans and the environment as the federal requirements. Coal ash is an umbrella a term that refers to several waste material generated by process of burning coal for electricity production. The waste can contain chemicals that are highly toxic to human and animals and harmful to the environment, including mercury, cadmium, and arsenic, according to the EPA. Often, energy utility combine these waste materials with water and store them in ponds at or near electric generating plants. A practice environmental groups have criticized as risking groundwater contamination. Fort Mobility reports the St. Louis Vehicle Electrification Rides for Senior Silvers project seeks to increase electric vehicle adoption and reduce transportation-related operating expenses for social service agencies and low-income communities. Silvers provides electric vehicles and charging stations to provide non-emergency rides to elders and distribute food to homebound seniors in North and South St. Louis. This program serves historically underserved communities with cutting-edge technology to offset fossil fuel-powered trips, furthering the city's sustainability goals. Sustainability Action Newsletter reports. 
Lawrence, Kansas, launches a free on-demand service, a shared ride service that operates within the city limits. The smaller buses are all ADA accessible and equipped with bike racks. Service is door-to-door, meaning you can schedule a ride between any two places in town. A researcher at the University of Western Ontario describes how placing solar canopies over parking lots could be a worthwhile investment for many cities. Parking lots cover over 5% of developed land. Total capacity across all U.S. Walmart supercenters would be about 11.1 gigawatt of power from solar canopies. The U.S. Geological Survey in Lawrence, Kansas is collecting dead butterfly species from six states, Alabama, Georgia, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Texas, along with deceased moths and skippers. The tests of contaminants are leading to declining insect populations. To send in an insect, it must be larger than two inches, wide, and placed in a resealable plastic bag, put it in a sealed envelope, and mailed via USPS or delivered in person to USGS LRC 1217 Billmore Drive, Lawrence, Kansas 66049. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. Please tune in again next week or listen to our podcast at any time. Thank you for listening to Eco Radio KC on KKFI 90.1 FM, Kansas City Community Radio. Eco Radio is brought to you each week by a team of collaborators, including me, Craig Mubo, Terry Wilking, Brent Rysdale, Bob Grove, and Dave Mitchell. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and not of KKFI and or the Midcoast Media Project. You can find our calendar and a podcast of each show on Eco Radio KC's Facebook page, as well as on our show page at kkfi.org. This is Richard Mabian, and you can send inquiries and comments to our email at kkfi.org forward slash contact or message us on our Facebook page. Up next is Fiesta Musicale, followed by Noche Magica. Our outro music is Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone Ooh.